Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave 2. You named it Bone Cave at the first one because I said it was like getting to the Bat Cave because where we moved when we moved out of that um, retail place, we moved back into a um, that, that what's that down there? The industrial park. Yeah, the, fairgrounds. the Fairgrounds Loop. And it was back in there. And I'm like, it's kind of like getting to the, bone, the Bat Cave. And you go, but it's the Bone Cave. So you, you've named it well. And uh, what a weekend we just had with all our reps, our advisors in, and they loved all the heads in here. But anyway, I'm Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones. Across, directly across the table, as always, is the great and one and only Brad Dana, Dr. Ballistics. Um, I don't think I know anybody who loves the ballistical rhetoric of... Um, ballistical rhetoric re- is not a word. I think it is. Ballistical is ballistical rhetoric. It's going to be today. If you're Bo Jiden, you could say that. Uh, so rhetoric loading. is like the, the, the a bunch of li- a litany of words that is uh, um, delivered on a topic, right? I do like ballistics. So, oh, there you go. So you kind of are the, uh, you have a, yeah, anyway. Yeah, Dr. Brad Bullitt, that's exactly right. But anyway, he's right across from me, and uh, what a week we've had in business. So it's good to have you here, Brad. And to my right is the one and only Mountain Man, Mountain Momentum. Mountain Man Martin. Mountain Man Martin. Mountain Man Martin. MMM. BMMM. MMMMMM. So welcome back. It's been a couple weeks you've been back, but it's good to have you, and you're leaving Saturday for a month to go sheep hunting. What are you hunting? We're going after Marco Polo. Ibex and, and uh, Uriel. Marco Polo, and, Ibex, and Uriel. And Tajikistan. So it's going to be February in Tajikistan That'll be, at uh, 16,000 feet. <laughs> Do you anticipate it be chilly at all? Ah, yeah, pretty pretty normal. I got lots of insulation there. I just have cold toes and feet, but my belly won't get cold. <laughs> you, you should bring my uh, mukluks. You should try those out there. Oh, yeah. I, they I, are I, super. Have you ever worn I'll those? I'll probably be laying in the back of the Jeep because I won't be able to hike up the hills anymore. <laughs> Won't be able to have an erection, or I won't be able to hike with the elevation. Well, the good uh, news is, is the that sheep you, will be safe. Yeah, the, the what was that little blue pill you just took? What was that for? Well, that was one of those leaves you brought in. Oh, that's good. It that, wasn't for anything. I, I no. was, I was like, I'm dude, fifty-one, not eighty-one. D- dude, don't be, don't be and, popping uh, little blue pills before. I might podcast. be twenty-five pounds overweight, but I'm not hundred and twenty-five <laughs> pounds overweight. I'm so, like, anyway, I, okay. I get excited about the wow. podcast, but this is crazy, hey, man. Hey, all of you listening, <laughs> I, I sincerely apologize. Uh, for all this rhetoric from these two over-educated, highly intelligent human beings. And then to my left is Bleep, as always, Brian Leslie. So we got three Brians and a Brad, B, 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 B. So um, happy to have you here today. You know what we thought we would do? We'd share with you kind of the culmination of this company. Um, I know we've talked a little bit about the history and how it's happened, but how did Brad Dana come a part of this? How did Brian Martin become a part of this? And what ultimately did we want to do uh, for the consumer. And so it's kind of interesting because uh, 
um, uh, in February 11th, 2011, we turned our website on for the first time. So 10 years this February 11th, there's been Rolling Bones. At then, it was RollingBones.com because I didn't want to spend the money. Well, they wanted 18000 bucks for Rolling Bones. And uh, Rolling Bones Outfitters, it was too long, and we had all these people telling us whatever it was, and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, February 11th, 2011, we launched a company. And so it'll be 10 years um, on, it was... Uh, yeah, on November November 2010. Yeah, November 2010 was when we came up with the concept and wrote the whole plan out. And so, but literally in a week or ten days, it's going to be. Uh, um, we're, we're a ten year old company. So, and how how long before that did you came up with the name Rolling Bones? Um, about uh, November. No, no November. Oh, on, a, it was, on a hunt. It was on a hunt. So here's what happened. So my son and I, um, Noah, went on a hunt um, over with Seven uh, J Outfitters. And, oh, we're out of um, by Gillette or yeah, something. and we don't book for them, but Jeff and Deb are good people, and uh, um, and they they you they do a lot of their booking through uh, um, these celebrities celebrity hunts. So the first week of uh, antelope or first week of whitetail season, and the last week of antelope every year, they have all They've the celebrities got Nick come and in. Those guys. Yeah, they got you know Nick, Nick Munn, obviously, and and uh, what's his name from Real Tree, David Blanton, David Blanton, and all the guys from Primos and blah 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 blah. And, and so they're 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 riddled all over TV, right? right. Um, they're just littered on the networks with their hunts. And so that's how they do a lot of their booking. And they've built a great reputation. But I was over there, um, took my son for an antelope hunt. We were living here in Spearfish and took my son over there for an antelope hunt. Noah loves to bow hunt and still today loves to shoot his bow. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, we went over there and Jimmy Walls, a good friend of ours that we'd been, I'd been hunting with before, um, and he guided for them. And then in the winter, he would go down and guide for his brother in um, Craig in Colorado. But we would, uh, we uh, um, he, we were hunting with my son, and him and I were in a blind together. The year before we were in a blind together, Noah couldn't hunt because he was too young to hunt. And I killed an antelope, and he said, Dad, when I'm old enough, I want to kill an antelope. So I booked two hunts back in there. We went back in there the next year, and uh, we saw two antelope buck in five day come to the blind. And um, these two bucks were coming in, and I told Noah, I was filming it, and I told Noah, I said, go ahead and uh, take the first one when he comes in. Noah pulls back, and the first one comes in, and I'm like, okay, we're going to have a dead antelope here. And I think the kid's like shooting 40 pounds, 38 pounds. And, and you're always worried because when the antelope get to the water, they're at high alert, right? And uh, Noah looks at me, and he goes, Dad, there's a bigger one coming behind it. And I go, Noah, shoot the one at the water. He goes, do I have to? And I'm thinking, why am I debating with you right now? Do it as I say. And he goes, I'm going to wait. Well, he pulls the bow back. He, he hangs onto the bow. The, the animal comes in. Whack, he kills it. We celebrate. He kills the bigger one of the two. It's on the wall somewhere. And uh, we, we go out and we retrieve it. Jimmy's off doing his thing with his other guides. And we get, uh, we get our antelope. And my 14-year-old or 13-year-old son at the time, I don't remember what it was. He was just old enough to be legally hunt there. And uh, he'd killed an antelope. Well, we didn't see another antelope, and I never and I and I had bought a hunt too, and so you know Jimmy and Jeff said, "Hey, come on back during rifle season." So in October, it was actually October, not November. It was October we came up with it. So came back. Um, we went out to hunt, 
the antelope that day, he said, come in in the morning. I brought my seven mag over. We go to shoot an antelope, and uh, he goes up to a rancher's door, hands him some cash. The rancher points out the direction. He talks to him for five minutes. We drive out. We start glassing from a high knob. We find an antelope. We go kill the antelope at 400 and some yards with about a 20-mile-an-hour crosswind because I remember I give it like four and a half minutes because it was humping. And uh, um, whap, we killed the antelope, and he, we're all high-fiving. We're back, literally back in Sundance, at a bar with a cheeseburger at 11.30 that morning. And uh, um, he said, hey, Brian, you know what? Um, you should hire me in financial services. I said, no. He said, you should then start a business like financial services, like the advisory business in the hunting world. And there it sat. And I didn't really think of it that much. And I said, uh, what would you call it? And he told me, and he said, uh, um, Rolling Bones. And I said, what would your logo be? And he said, it would be an elk of a skeleton. And I wanted to be an art teacher and a football coach in high school. So I drew out a skeleton of an elk. And that's how the logo and the name Rolling Bones came up. What do you think? It's good. But if you would have, yeah, because that's, that's an interesting name. It's when I first, you, when you hear Rolling Bones, you don't really know what it really, you don't really know what it means. No. It's kind of a mystery. But if you call it Rolling Boners, then you know what it would be. But we don't want to be associated with that. Why would you even say that? <laughs> that's how I was calling. <laughs> so, so honestly, that's where it came from, and you're right. We've heard that from more people than one. There, it's like that's such a unique name, but you don't forget the name. No, it's easy to remember. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's easy to. But, but the thing is, both words are easy to spell. Yep, and you so you don't want hard words to spell in uh, websites or company names. So th thus, thus we had that. So then what happened was we started the website and we, we had to go get outfitters because we didn't know any of them. And we, we, you know, I'd been hunting with some outfitters. So of course we put the outfitters that I'd been hunting on there right away that we liked. And we started this little directory on there and we started networking hunts and we bought like domains like National Guide Service Directory and we own a domain called bookthehunt.com. And we started our company not really for sure knowing what we were going to be, but we knew we needed to book hunts. And Jimmy said that from day one, we, we need to be a booking service, we need to start booking hunts. So we did, and but we really didn't know what we were doing there very well either. Um, but Jimmy and I started and we went and saw outfitters and had gotten a truck and made a loop and made all the outfitters local. And we started driving out and seeing outfitters, tell them what we were doing. And, and off we went. And at the same time, we had this big buck contest, the youth outdoors extravaganza in town and Lindley and, and Mark Casavan, uh, Mark Casavan had it. And one year Mark goes, I want to really make this really big. So Lindley goes, Oh, we know how to run big events. So she got a hotel, she got the rec center, she started doing it. Well, my buddy, Brad, he said, hey, I'd like to come. And, and when we started our company, I asked, I, I asked Brad to come out because I asked about 15 to 20 guys to come out and, and tell me what they thought and give me their thoughts. And we came up with the concept, and Brad sat in that original meeting way back then. And anyway, we were at that big buck contest, and, uh, and maybe Brad can speak to this, but we were putting it all together. And as I remember it, this was a big celebration for the whole time because this is a big hunting community. And Brad had um, a lot of fun the night we set up the big buck contest. Because we had bucks from all over the state. Mm -hmm. We had some of the biggest mule deer in the country come in. Sometimes it just sneaks up on you. <laughs> and, and Brad and Russell Swock and Jason Hamill uh, went to the bar after setting up all day at Lucky 13's at the they Holiday Inn. They spiked my iced tea. <laughs> I walked in like two hours later, and my two of my best hunting buddies and Brad's best hunting buddy were sitting at the table, and I literally don't know if I could have enunciated any of the words they were using the way they were using them. 
Dude, that that was weird. I don't know how that happened. That, that was uh, that was a long time ago. So anyway, the next Jeez. day <laughs> they were a master of the four-letter words. Oh my gosh! The next day, Brad was a little slow, as I remember it, and we had this huge event. We had over eleven hundred people show up, and Brad helped with the whole thing with a hangover from hell. And uh, is that what that was? And uh, I thought that was like pre-COVID. That day, Noel got a phone call from one of our outfits. Noel. Noel Erickson, uh, the, the guy who hired me in financial services, who was working with us, and uh, was our original booking service, and, and still with us. Unbelievable guy, right? Everybody knows Noel here. We should have Noel on sometime. It would be fun to have Noel on. So anyway, I feel like I'm uh, you know, telling a story here, but I guess I am, and I want to bring you guys on, but this is where Brad can come in. I said to Brad, we were cleaning up the following day after the Big Buck Contest, that, that spring in February. And I said, hey, Brad. I said, uh, and Brad and I had been down hunting deer before um, in Colorado. And I said, hey, Brad, we, uh, Noel just told me an outfitter has a brown bear hunt opportunity cancellation trip. And crap was hitting the fan in financial services, and the market was crashing. And he goes, how much? And I said, I think we can go. Now, get this. I'm actually going to give you the number. For X amount. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> Nine grand. Or was it 10? No. No, you're not saying. It was, it was nine. It was nine, was I remember because we had all those. You remember how many horns? We had so many mounts oh and stuff God. in that place. We took the whole convention center. And I remember when we talked about it. And at that time, because I, I wasn't a big out outfitted hunt. I was all pretty much do-it-yourself. Right. You were part. just getting into it. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's a lot of money. I'll do it. <laughs> he, yeah. He goes, nine grand. That seems like a lot of money. He goes, what more normally are there? And I go, 18 to 20. He goes, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we I, I remember we were hauling that big, it was like a buck rail fence that we had all of those mounts on. We, yep. had, it, we had it strung the whole way. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Yeah, you and Russell and, and Justina, who now has a baby. She uh, just had a baby. She just had yeah, a baby. Kristen, right? Kristen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carson? Kristen? Yeah, it's spelled. Yeah, anyway. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, th that'd be my wife's department to remember the names of babies. However, um, yeah. I remember that like it was yesterday because we were getting done and we had that giant wall, and you three basically put that whole wall up. Um, well, you were a little long over that day. But anyway, uh, yeah, we said nine grand, and that was the original hunt that we went on together. Um, and uh, we, we, were, we booked for that outfitter. Yeah, we filmed the first TV show. That was, that was our first, that next year was our first year on TV. Yep. And uh, we killed Sundown Browns. Sundown Browns. Yep. Sundown Browns. Yep. The and Sundown uh, Browns, and we saw a hundred and some oh, brown bears. So many, and so so that was back. That was like two thousand and nine when we started hanging out and shooting together. Yep. Because nobody, I mean, that was before everybody and their dog was shooting long range. Yeah. And there weren't many people that. That was a pretty select, a pretty select company that would go out and yeah. dabble it. 1,200 yards, and, right? and the first night we got there, we saw that black bear going up the snow slide, and we laid your rifle down. And he goes, we can get a little closer. And Brad and I are like, we're okay right here. And he <laughs> I said, what for? Because <laughs> our cameraman, he was shooting the black – he had the black bear tag, and we were going to yeah, get him Yeah, it was Mark first. Casavan. Right. And so, he, uh, um, so he, he lays down on this black bear, shoots it up the snow slide at like five or 600 yards, and uh, <laughs> he goes – the outfitter goes – 
I think you hit him. Well, we should. No, he goes. He goes. I suppose we should go up because he kind of half-heartedly put his binoculars up, like I should at least watch. Yeah. And he goes, well, I suppose we should at least go look for blood, see if you hit him. And then he goes, I'll be danged. I'll be danged. Yeah. He's laying there. He's dead. He's dead or in hell. He's just laying there. <laughs> and here the black bear slid all the way down the glacier slide. And here he was laying there. And uh, um, it, yeah, it was it was uh, it was crazy. And it was right at sundown. So anyway, that that kicked it all off. And then about two years later, you know, um, there came an opportunity that uh, um, uh, we not about a year later actually. Um, that I, I, I guess how do I say? Um, Jimmy was moving on in life. We had some attrition. Yeah, we had some attrition. And Brad said, hey, you know what? He raised his hand and goes, hey, I'd love to buy into Rolling Bones and be a part of it. He didn't think it would be so much work. (laughs) And so so anyway, so that was about a year and a half afterwards. So um, that's how that came along. And then fast forward, we started going to these shows. And uh, we went to the Western Hunting Expo. And the first year we were there, I'll never forget going, you know what? I I don't know what I'm doing this for. This is a cute hobby, this Rolling Bones thing. And the last day, I was—I would say—I was very dissatisfied with the outcome of this show. And it wasn't that the show wasn't great. I you just, were dissatisfied with the booth, the situations, yeah, and it, yeah. that was totally extraneous. It, it was extraneous. It had nothing to do with the show or the no, quality of the show or no, the contacts. But we were just getting started. Yeah, we were just getting started. We were the new kids on the block. Yeah, and I was frustrated and uh, sulking a little bit, and so I'm sitting there. You were pouting. Yeah, it's probably pouting. And I'm sitting there, you know, having this conversation with me. What the hell am I doing this for? I own a financial service company. I could have just rolled in. So what am I doing this for? And so this guy walks up, uh, him and his son-in-law, and his name's Jim Bringhurst. And I, I, I meet Jim Bringhurst at the last day of the show, and we hit it off and become buddies and still are great friends today, one of my best buddies. And uh, anyway, a year later, he drags in Tracy Valdez, who is a great buddy, and uh, um, and be, they they both you know they 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 are so gracious to us. They were shooting our rifles. They were hunting with us. They were doing all this stuff, really helping us get started. And then uh, Tracy goes, "Hey, I need to get into the uh, banquet, banquet tonight because there's a hunt I want to bid on. There's a hunt I want to bid on." And Tra- and Jim says, "I can get you in. Rolling Bones guy's got a table there." So because the great Jay Z, Jay Z always got us a table there. So we went in. Well, and, yeah, we got, yeah. You know, but, but Jay-Z was a big part of it. Yep, yep. And so anyway, um, so it's funny how networking goes, right? People know people. So then Tracy comes in there, and he's, he's bidding on a Marco Polo hunt for Kyrgyzstan, and he's going to upgrade it the next day if he gets it to Tajikistan. Is that the way you understood it? Yep. And so anyway, him and his wife sit down, uh, Tracy and Shannon, wonderful people, dear friends of ours. And it was the beginning of a great relationship. Well, then he said the next year, he goes, you guys got to meet this guy because this guy and you have the same concepts and the same thinking. And he brought me down to a guy's a booth named Brian Martin. And I had no idea who Brian Martin was. But um, I met Brian Martin. We showed him our software and what we were doing. And uh, thus, Brian Martin got into the envelope. And the software is way different now. <laughs> Back then it was slightly, oh boy. Yeah. I, I told you we were going to grow it. Yeah, I mean, you've been through a couple different companies doing the IT to from taking it to contract it out to contract it mainly in-house. Yeah, we went from having IT services to owning our own IT department, yeah. which we had to do. Well, but anyway. I have some experience in IT, and IT is extremely expensive and more time-consuming than you think. 
Yes. And it's a lot harder to get to work the way you want it to. That's why there's a lot of programmers. <laughs> Can you imagine the amount of programmers at Amazon and Google? Yeah, it, it is crazy. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm just thinking with you right now. So anyway, so then Brian Martin comes on. Oh, I forgot about Bleep. So um, we, we started That's a television right. show. We had no idea, but we needed to market our concept somehow. So we started this television show, and we started booking through it on the Sportsman. No, on, on Pursuit. Uh, the Pursuit Channel. Yep. And Lindley and Rob McDermott, they took the ball. We had no idea what those charts and right. graphs were. Right. And I then, remember. I was like, ooh. And Lindley goes, we'll get it figured out. You boys just go video your hunts. And Mark Casavan was great at video. Got to hand it to Lindley too, because they sent us all the film requirements. I was like, "Oh, we can't do this." Yeah, we're and like, Lindley goes, "Oh, we can. I can do this. You go go shoot stuff." Yeah, you go <laughs> shoot stuff and film it. We'll figure this out. So she produced two shows, and then she didn't quit on us. But she said, "If you guys want to do this, you got to no, get no, somebody." No, no, she real did good. more than two shows. No, she two did seasons. two seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, two seasons. And yes. then Western Sky Media, Bleep, we went to see him, and then we got involved in him, and that's when we went to sports. Yeah, because my buddy Scott. Yep, Scott, because Scott and I oh, used to shoot And we were teams. just talking about Scott Right, we were today. just talking about him. I didn't even know that. So, Isn't yeah, it amazing, yeah, the cause, network? Because Scott and I, Scott was, held, oh, he was one of my mentors. Uh, he used to shoot long range. His father-in-law got him into it, and um, he is a great, great shooter. And we started shooting teams, and he, he used to do the PBR. And you filmed, uh, you filmed for PBR. He was one of the owners of that. And produced it, right? Yeah, PRS. He's a he's a well, he was a quite a professional cowboy in his own day, his own right in his day. Um, not that his day is not now, but he's he's still a, quite a cowboy, but he doesn't do it professionally anymore. So he got us in with bleep. We, yep. we didn't call bleep at that time, but it bleep. He soon. Well, he bleeped didn't us take out him, then. That too, didn't though. take him long to figure that. He was really out, bleeping he? us out then during television shows. Well, especially we the good. first season because yeah. you, you you have a tendency to use. Uh, you wanna, do you want to go way back? <laughs> That's right. So, so, uh, so that's exactly. So I walk into Brian Leslie's office, and Brian, I go, Brian Mayman. He goes, Brian, I know you, and I'm like, you know me. He goes, Yeah, I used to film you playing football on Friday nights in Iowa. You and your buddies, Brett Miller and Dennis Meyer, all those M's on that team, and I was like, Yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, Fuzzy, Fuzzy Gunther. Yeah, that's funny. So this whole network was just amazing. How Rolling Bones? It's almost like it was supposed to be. I mean, you you played at the same place where what twenty years later some Dana kids came through there. They did played played some pretty big time football too. Yep, it's uh, that's that's pretty cool, isn't it? It's it's quite a small world. That so so anyway, so we meet you and then you start producing the show and it really was all these things almost had to happen so we could get pointed in the direction of where we're at today with the membership services. And, and what we do for, you know, for our clients. And it's just, uh, it's been an amazing journey, and uh, it, it's, it's fun to talk about. So going back to then, and then fast forward to, like, this weekend, we had a, our training center. We have a training center. And we had, all, and we had and a it was room for advisors. packed yep. with advisors learning the software, um, learning the hunt catalog, learning the products. That's Vocabulary. Cool. Yeah, totally. Concepts. Yeah, what a transformation. What a transformation of a company. And, yeah. and now we have over 120 advisors that are out there every day. Uh, communicating to the consumer, we we have a we have a uh, um, a uh, adventure catalog 
that has specific silos from the adventure, the overview, the experience, the uh, product list. Brian Martin's been uh, highly involved in, uh, um, in columnizing that, if you will, and making sure that all the data is right for our advisors. Uh, we have, we have a, uh, a hunt plan that you go in there and it gives you the best matches of over 400 different outfitters, adventures that are in there. Actually, there's almost 700 different hunts in there now from probably, I would guess, pushing 100 outfitters. But we have a, we need to double that. Yeah, sure. yeah, and 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 we ha and we have it done. I mean, we've we we, we, had, we don't have anything in there for we got well, ones we, for Spain. Well, it, we don't have Argentina. We have almost no for Africa. South yeah, Pacific just, is a couple. It's, We're it's just probably the surface. a year of entering all of our hunts in there. Still, it takes a long time. It's hours to, build to it right. put a good and, hunt in, and then there. updating the yep. past ones uh, with current pricing and and scheduling and availability and. Like unit numbers, um, draw odds, all that stuff. We ch I bet Brian could. Do, I bet we could double our output. We could just have Brian. He could build quite a hunt plan. I s did you see the one he built during that training in Utah? We, you know what's funny is I saw a few of his today. <laughs> but but the, I did a couple. But but the fun thing the fun thing honestly is is for for me personally from day one having an idea and now seeing where it's at today. Um, our hunt catalog or adventure catalog is absolutely amazing to me. And like you said, we don't even have the man, uh, the bandwidth or the man hours right now or the resources yeah. um, to get all of what we have right. in there. And we have Africa. We have a little bit in these places. But we have so much more yeah. that is um, ready to go. And, and it's just it's fun. You know, it's, it's fun to see. And it, it's been a it's been a hell of a journey, man. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you haven't ever been on the Hunt catalog, it's pretty cool. Can can you just roll? You can yeah. still see yeah, it. Yeah, rolling. It's still open. Yeah, Rolling camp. Bones Outdoors, or rolling, actually just, just Rolling, rolling bones. bones. RollingBones.com. Yeah. So so simple, and you just go on there and check it all out. You'll see it. it it's uh, it's pretty amazing. It has. Uh, yeah, um, I looked up a, one of my friends and uh, a new member wanted a gator hunt, and looked up all underneath all gators, and there's. Two in Florida, but there's we're going to add some to Louisiana. Yeah, so just and we're so going to you know, some so to like Nick Munt, so Nick Munt and I were on today with one of the m most premier private gator hunters in all of Florida, and um, he has a thing where if somebody wants a let's say they want a 13 footer or a 12 footer plus, that's not cheap. No, no, it's not cheap at all. No Wait, problem. Ten grand. When we find one. When we find one, okay, you just be ready, and we'll call you, and then you fly down, and we'll be living on him. And um, it's like a big mule deer. I had no idea that. It's like, that a big, it's, like, it's like a mountain lion hunt where they wait for the fresh snow, and they got a big track, and they say you need to be up here in the next day. They have over 15,000 acres of private Everglades, this guy does, wow. leased up, that, um, that they kill. Um, they average, they average 10, 10, 10, 4, I think, and, they, yeah. and it's not uncommon That's if giant. you want to hold out to kill 11 foot to 11 2. Um, and the biggest one they've ever killed 13? was um, uh, 12 9. Wow. Yeah, because 13, like 13 is a really good um, African crocodile, which is different than an alligator. But 13, 12 and a half for American alligator is giant. Right. It, so so, I, so I, I, I laugh because, because the resources we're providing for the adventure seeker is honestly like today I'm on this. We're on a Zoom with him and we're talking about all of his hunts and, and he's he, he, they're like the trophy gator gurus, right? 
and just a great guy, just, uh, you know, great references, everything. And I'm like, I just, I wanted to go, I, I, hey, Lindley, let's, my wife says 10 foot, 9 foot, she hears us in there talking, and she's like, are, are you shopping in there, Brian? Is that what you're doing? Just like shopping. Don't tell me it's not any different. It is. It is. It's, it's like, like going on Amazon looking for different, I mean, you go, you, you think you're going to find some uh, baby wipes or butt wipes, and there's like 15 new companies you've never even heard of selling ass wipe. Just like Gator Hunt. You wouldn't think Gator Hunt I don't know that how that's, that, that's such a similarity, but... Um, well, you wouldn't uh, think there'd be that comparison. much kind. Yeah, you wouldn't. You're like right. Go, go on there and look for gun holsters, for example. One of my friends sells gun holsters, and I went in there, and the numbers of gun holster manufacturers are insane, just for, like, handguns. <laughs> you that's get, big business, the gun hol- But anyway, so so we, l- we look at this um, today, and I just go, it's totally changed, hasn't it? I mean, yep. it's just... it's. Uh, and, and so our, our, our vision for the future is to bring technology and people together in the outdoor industry and uh, do it with service, access, value, and education. And I know we use that here all the time because we want to provide the best service, the best access, the best value, and the best education in the industry. And every single day, this, there's rooms full of people in here right now. It's just buzzing, and it's fun. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun in here every day. Well, if you want a good education, don't go to Berkeley. Otherwise, you'll be voting for Biden. Nobody can digress a podcast faster than Brian Martin. <laughs> so anyway, I, you know, I, I, I guess for me, it's, it's fun to see as we're standing in the uh, 10th year anniversary of us being on the World Wide Web. Ten years sounds like a long time, but it's actually not. And uh, um, It's no. actually not. And uh, it's not. And we're a 10-year-old company. Um, we are a one-dimensional booking service for the first seven years. The last three years, we've added our agency model to it. And uh, it's been fun to see um, where the origin of this has came from. And, uh, you know, where can we take it? Um, where can we take it? Uh, you know, the, the bigger this gets, the more eyes and ears we have out there and all these boutique hunting places um, that nobody's ever even heard of or be- had available. And that's really what we want to do is bring uh, more access and value uh, to the consumer. So it's been fun 10 years. What's been your highlight, Brad Dana? Hunting. <laughs> Doing the hunts for sure. A hundred, uh, well, let's put it this way, as I wouldn't say a thousand percent, a thousand percent. I enjoy the hunts. A thousand percent you enjoy the hunts. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. More than the shooting schools? Yeah, I yeah I like shooting. I, yeah, I like the shooting schools. I like it all. Of you know, course, I, li- I like uh, you do I the like shooting schools. So when you go hunting, you don't miss. Yeah, I lo- I like the I like the shooting schools. Um, it's neat helping people. You know, I mean, it, those are game changers for people. Definitely, um, I like helping people. You know, it's amazing. It's funny. In the last couple of days, we've done a lot of cr- there's been a lot of cross pollinating between people who've been on this hunt and that hunt and. A lot of the guides that know that, you know, I mean, people have got, gotten beat up on a fair number of pretty uh, intense hunts that they shouldn't have gotten beat up like they did. And that's, you know, that's fulfilling. That, what do you mean by that? Explain yourself on that. So there's been some high-level hunts that people uh, uh, got taken advantage of. High-profile hunts they went on. And they called us up and said, that's not what I thought. Do you have anything like that? And we're like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's what separates us is that if you're booking a hunt, um, you know, we can tell you what the meals are going to be like, what the guides are going to be, you know, on a lot of these places still that um, we, we've, uh, we've been able to figure out a duplicatable process to make sure that we have a personalized, personalized delivery of that adventure. And so um, that's pretty cool. What's your favorite part? And obviously, you, you, it's got to be the hunts too. 
I, 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 I've really enjoyed the hunts. So that's, that's know, kind of a loaded question. But right? you know, for me, it's, I love the travel. I love meeting the people. I, I love, I love uh, you know, I don't like it when planes break down and you miss stuff, but it's all a part of the adventure. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, I like the travel. I like the experience. And I guess for me, um, it's been the journey on both the building the company side and also the adventure side. It's been the journey from A to Z. I'm, I, I mean, I was looking at flights today because do we, so get this, do we fly right home on the 5th because we're going to Mexico, we're going to go hopefully kill a desert, and then we're going to go shoot doves for a Paloma for a couple days, and then Iowa's right after that. Mm -hmm. So we need to fly home for a day, um, but I was looking at mine going, do I just fly straight to Des Moines or do I just skip Des Moines this year because I don't know if I need to be, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know uh, what I need to do, and so, but that's all part of what's about my highlight is that adventure. The yeah, fun. you you enjoy the travel more than I do. Yeah, although I'm, you're learning I, to. I, it's been it's you know what it's easier to enjoy when you're used to it. Yeah, it, you know? it, yeah. I mean, some of it, you know, at, at first when you especially you're traveling with guns and all the luggage and all that stuff, it's a little it, it can be a little intimidating. I don't know why. You're just really, really, really good at it. You've done more than most people will ever do in ten lifetimes. Yeah, the, the, the yeah the try. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've that's just that, that's just the well, fortunate or not. I mean, some of it you, work. You, it was what you, I it did. It was work. Um, and and most people who did that didn't enjoy it. I mean, they were gone. You were gone two hundred days a year from your family. Yep. You were you were in a motel room. You were in a conference. You know, you were speaking. Blah blah blah. Well, you get you the travels easy. You get on the plane and relax. Now me, I relax once I'm on that stupid plane. For some reason, still I get a little edgy, don't I? You do. Wait a, until a little you go bit. To, wait until you go to um, Cameroon or you go to uh, Siberia. Be good. Yeah, Siberia's. Si I'm I'm excited for the Russia. <laughs> and though. then he goes. I'm he, excited. He get, to, I'm excited. He needs to go to, to Pakistan too. and then drive on those narrow you know, roads. You know, no, I, you know I'm, I'm not. Like I'm not. That, I'm not you. sure about the uh, the Pakistan. I'm thing. not so good yeah, for that, that either. That, uh, you know what? I I don't even know. Yeah, I don't like that road. That those Pakistanis need your tourism money too. No, I clearly understand, and I'm going to go shoot a Marco Polo. But the thing would just keep me from going several times is that damn road that you almost have died on yeah. and um, woke up, and, and the vehicle was impaled into. Well, that you, was in Kyrgyzstan, and a good part of the road. That was what happens when you don't fall did, asleep when you drive. You saw, that, you saw that deal. It was on InstaFace or something where the guy's in that big semi, and he literally has a wheel off of the road, and he kind of is inching around. Did you see that? Oh, that's one of those. Is it going super slow? Super slow. Oh, yeah, that's... Like, that, that's but factor, factor, like, million, right? <laughs> that's what you we call... We got to That's what you call... That's <laughs> what? That's what you call packy-rigged. Oh, my gosh. That was freaky. <laughs> that no, was... those people are great. I see them when they... Oh, my you, you, can, you can entertain yourself for hours on YouTube watching how not to drive a log truck in packy in Indian land. Yeah, so, you know, that part... The, 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 the treacherous wrecks. roads, but but like landing into a little remote airport and sitting there on your luggage like a hobo, not knowing when the next plane's gonna come get you. There's a little bit of romance to that. You know what I'm saying? There's a, I don't would that be the word I would be looking for? There's a little bit of uh, you know it's it's I don't know. I, my wife always Lindley always says you you like that lonely lost empty feeling. You know you like to be out there and go I don't know what's gonna happen next and and. And to be honest with you, I do. I, I, I do. That, the, the journey, I like it. I don't mind it. 
Now, what, do I like it? Yeah, I do. I like it. I like it when you're in Russia and Siberia and, and the helicopter could or could not roll and people are getting freaked out in camp and you're uh -huh. like, it's not going to, you know, there's nothing getting excited it's going to do. So. <laughs> so Brad, Brad doesn't fun. handle that quite. It's funny. I, I The worse <laughs> it gets, the better I do. Compared to everybody else. Yeah, you, you're an animal at that. No, I just I just sit there and like, whatever. If it's something that I can't really, if like getting angry or getting whatever doesn't fix it, you just sit there and let the locals do their craziness. And if they need a hand, you help them. But if it's too crazy, you don't get involved because there's only so much jerry-rigging you can do before you're like, oh, my God, this is, they're not prepared. But they always seem to figure it out. Well, you know what? I, I got to tell you. Um, Sometimes you got to help because so somebody doesn't get hurt. We were going to Kiriega in Mexico, this little village up in the middle of nowhere, dove hunting one time years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago. And uh, um, we blew a tire on a rental. And um, all the, the, the Mexicans that were our guides could not figure out where to get the tire. And the guys that were with were all wealthy financial services guys. They just get out and start playing football, letting these guys do it. And I'm sitting there for like a half an hour going, they haven't even got the tire out yet. The farm boy in me was going nuts. So I was like, just get out of the way. Let, let, let me in here. So I don't mind jumping in and helping. It's a part of the adventure. It's like splitting wood and driving them all into your foot. You know, sometimes you just got to be a part of the part of the program. Yeah, know? I don't think you should. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's just not good. You don't want to try to split your foot. You want to split wood, not your foot. So things happen, though. You, you, you don't have any marks do uh, not split wood and Crocs. No, that no. I learned that lesson. Do not or split Nikes or Crocs. anything like that that no. doesn't have a rubber and and leather. Yeah, pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, you know what? I uh, um, I enjoy the journey. Uh, it's been it's been a fun ten years. I'm looking forward to the next. I think the thing I do most uh, enjoy the most though, guys, is uh, to see the results we deliver for our members. You like doing Zoom calls for training is your favorite? Um, no, I hate that pretty much. But it's what I do every day. So the Zoom calls drive me crazy. But yeah, so I you know what? I think that this was fun for me. I appreciate you guys doing it. It's been like a little. Uh, uh, travel down memory lane here. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years. I don't know how many uh, hundreds of locations I've landed. I, I was, we were just talking about that the other day. I'm going to go through my day planner because I, I take, you know, I keep uh, meticulous detail of my days and I'm going to have oh, yeah. Lindley and I pull them all for back 10 years. I'm going to figure out every, because I, I mean, I, I was thinking about this this morning. Um, well, if you actually had a Samsung and not an iPhone, it might have survived the water. Oh, uh, yeah, it didn't survive the water. But I, I remember one hunt specifically we were on, and uh, we videoed it. But uh, Mark and I got dropped in the middle of nowhere, and the guide said, I'll be back tomorrow to drop off the sat phone and some more food. And on day six, nobody had been back. Day seven, nobody had been back. On day eight, I was like, he's like, if something happens and I don't show back up, if you hike down this way about three miles – Back this way, I remember he says, there's an old trapper's cabin across the the, uh, the slough, and they, they bear hunt out of there, and there should be somebody there. Well, why did he tell us that? So on day nine, we hiked down there and uh, got rescued. Um, and then the next Notice that every, out. well, that was before uh, DeLorme Inreach is even, but everybody's got sat phones now. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was way before. That was when you just got dropped off and hope, yeah. you know, hope the hell they came back. And so I, I think of things like that, and uh, um, in 10 years, what we have learned about outfitters, what to look for, and we can save people the frustration of that. You know what I'm saying? And that was a semi-DIY guided dropped type uh, hunt. And it was just a total cluster. So, anyway. Imagine that. Yeah. 
Isn't that crazy? That's why D- DIY hunts are always entertaining. <laughs> they really are, aren't they? Oh, man. So, well, we appreciate you uh, joining us today. I uh, hope this uh, was as fun for you as it was for us going down memory lane. Listen, if you would like some help planning your next adventure, you want somebody to talk to you, you got questions about anything in the adventure or the outdoor arena, go ahead and get a hold of us at 605-644-8000, 605-644-8000. And uh, we'd love to have a conversation with you, love to help you out um, and point you in the right direction. If you're looking for somebody to do your application services, uh, your bookings, stuff like that, go ahead and get a hold of us. Um, and uh, you can always email us at info at rollingbones.com, info at rollingbones.com, and uh, we would love to hear from you. So uh, appreciate you listening in today. Be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and many other locations. Also, if you would like, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Tell us what topics you'd like to hear. And uh, we would love to get involved in uh, helping you become a better outdoors person and find the venture of a lifetime. Remember, our commitment is to offer you service, access, value, and education. We want to save you time and frustration. Save service, access, access, value, and education. Hope you have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and be safe.